Hi, everybody. I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So this is another one of our one shots where we don't do the full 15 minute treatment, but I'm all wound up today because Mike, I want to talk about a movie that's coming out. That's that really made me shake my head. You ready? Hit me. Lightyear. Oh, it, it's it's the, the the Toy Story prequel. Now, I mean, talk about something screaming of exhaustion that you have to find out who the real Buzz Lightyear was and how he became a toy. And, you know, and, and it was so it's so tired looking. One of my kids said something to me that I thought was really good. He said to me, remember when a Pixar movie came out and it was an event? And you couldn't wait for the next one because you knew you were going into something. And, and just, just to see the factory model come through with these remakes, it's just so depressing. It's unbearable. So when I when I saw it announced, I thought to myself, they're making a movie before Buzz gets to Andy's room. No, no, they're making no. they're they're making the unnecessary origin story. Of the character that the toy is based on, and of course, this is. I, I must have a million of them, but of course, this is another pet peeve of mine because, like, I never want to see the Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man becomes becomes Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't need the it's origin just, story. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's Spider-Man. Okay, you get when I come into a movie, I give you my attention. You get a donate, and then you have to do something with it. It's like right. there's a guy who dresses up and he's got spider powers, and then the, these are the implications. I, I was what right? You come into Toy Story, and they're like, toys can talk. They have a secret life that you're unaware of and they do everything that they can do to make sure that you don't find out go. That's and that's fantastic. it. Yeah. I don't need to see Mr. Potato head, how he met Mrs. Potato head and their Rocky marriage. Well, that's what's, it's the most cynical, um, bad marketing. Like to just think like, uh, you know, like you, you imagine some guy, like um, it's like the beginning of Sullivan's travels. There's a guy smoking cigars, like the lead up, the lead up. What are you talking about? We'll throw a little sex in. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's just smacks of, of exhaustion. And all of these, re- all these reboots and remakes are like that. Yeah. And it, I think there's, you can see the obvious studio logic because there's nostalgia dollars out there. And it's like the last, it's like the last petroleum pool in Texas, you know, that they're trying to, that they're trying to suck up. And people are like, well, we should really do something else. And they're like, ah, it's money and it's out there and I can't ignore it. Speaking of which, um, the Beverly Hillbilly strikes me as the one movie they won't remake. Like there's been like already 11 remakes of Ghostbusters. They just remade oh, that Rider. T- they yeah. just remade Power Ranger, Power Rangers for Christ's sake. And now it, the, the one movie that they won't remake is the is the Beverly Hillbillies, which is screaming for a remake. Well, I saw, you know, I saw the trailer for the Ghostbusters remake and and or the whatever Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, directed by Ivan Reitman's son. And, and, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, really? Like, we're we're going to do this again. Like, even 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 Ghostbusters 2 was, you know, like, come on, we're really going to do this again. It's this funny. Said, Tom it's Hanks is. Green Acres. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Tom Hanks and who? Like, like Samuel Nicole... Jackson as Mr. Ed. <laughs> Nicole Kidman as uh, as Jaja Gabor. Um, well, yeah, but sometimes they could do it right. Like, for example, The Fugitive, they did they did really well. Like, The Fugitive TV show is great. David Jansen's great. That's a great show. The Harrison Ford film is not, um, It's it, it doesn't strike me as cynical. It's a real movie. And it does, and it has the spirit of the original very much. Tommy Lee Jones is great in it. Um, but you're right. They'll never do that. And, and I wish they would like, for example, I know that you and I share a love of a great seventies detective TV show, which is what the Rockford files. We love the Rockford files. I don't know if anyone out there loves the Rockford files. Like they could, they could do a great movie. The Rockford files with like, if you imagine you had George Clooney and they let him get a little fat and they put him in the trailer, like, wouldn't that be good? 
beat him up a little bit, didn't yeah. let him shave, <laughs> right. isolated him from his wife and children. Yeah. Like just put him in the trailer with the answering machine. And it could like you can do something well with that. But it seems like, you know, that would take it well, it would have to be a star of his caliber to get a green light for that. But you know, this this stuff of, of the origin story of Buzz Lightyear just talk about shake my because head. I mean, even a five-year-old don't know how bad that is. There's two subgenres, and the one subgenre is anything that they think is culturally irresponsible and they want to update. And the other thing is anything with, with bad effects. And now it needs a, a 2021 makeover. We just did a one shot um, on Dune, you know, at, w- getting its 2021 makeover, which, you know, really, w- it wasn't, it wasn't terrible as a, you know, as yeah. I said, I enjoyed it, but, um, and a lot of people asked for that, but like, you know, re- remake of Knight Rider, you know, remake of Hawaii. Hey, Five-O. <laughs> Just give it a rest. Yeah. And you even have people like Michael Mann who did a remake of, of Miami Vice. And we love Michael. We love him. Right. We, I mean, he, how good is he? We love Heat, Right. Um, we love some of his other films, too. But it's kind of like, yeah, you know what? It just it just smacks of, of of and we know that movies are meant to make money. Art's meant to make money. But it just it just you don't have to be so, so in your face about it. No, it's it's the it's the branding, because I think that there was there was a nostalgia nostalgia a couple of years ago where people first realized that you could remake shows that you could update them. Right. Or you could do them as like a Netflix miniseries where you could binge watch, you know, series one of uh, the remake of green acres. Um, and it's just, it's not cute anymore. And it's be, and it's become the one device and you have to think. So, so the flip side of the coin is to say, well, why does that matter if you don't like something just don't watch it. And I think that what actually irks me is every time I see a script like Lightyear, I think about the scripts that don't get made. You know, if you yeah. if you like Unforgiven, for example, you think about David Webb Peoples, a script for Unforgiven floating around in development. For 20 health years, for fit, yeah. You know, while, while stupid shit was getting made. And the same thing has to be going on at Netflix right now, yeah. where anything that has a brand where they think there might already be an audience even if that audience is not interested in anything else that they have to say, or it's an audience that will watch one episode, if, it, if there's some kind of established brand, they will hook onto it, no matter how idiotic versus establishing a new. And that's and, what you uh, see drives when, me crazy. when you have a half hour of trailers, when you go to the movies, that is exactly what every trailer is. It's like, oh, it's this one. Oh, it's that one. It, it, there's so, I mean, it, it, trailers drive me crazy, but they're so marketed that way. And and to go back to Lightyear again about stuff that doesn't get made. Remember when Toy Story came out? I mean, at least my vibe on it when it first came out was that like, wow, I, like that was so good. Like that was such a well done movie. We should do an episode on that. Like it was so well written. It's so well done. Everybody couldn't believe how great it was. Like it was it was it upped the game so much and how good the animation was. Right. So you're like, okay, they make Toy Story two. Okay, that's great. We have that. And then the Toy Story three comes out, and I remember thinking like, really, guys spectacular i think toy story 3 is spectacular the opening sequence is unbelievable with the, with the train and things like that they're like okay then four when they bring in the the spork and you're kind of like all right guys toy story 4 like come on like what you know you, you've kind of gone too far now we're gonna go back in time like come on they just can't help themselves because it's <laughs> the problem is because it's out there and and if it's if it's out there the studio feels obligated to grab it and to one extent, I understand it, but it, but it's at the cost of good. You could almost call them phantom movies or phantom shows that ought to exist, but they don't exist. They've been written, they've been cast, but they've not been greenlit. And that's what David Mamet, our friend David Mamet, he has a great book called Bambi versus Godzilla, 
and it's about his book about the movie industry. And in that book, the metaphor is that um, Bambi is the person who, who's written Unforgiven. Bambi is the person who has this new idea and Godzilla is the big foot that comes down and says, no, we're making Lightyear. So thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed our depressing conversation about Lightyear and other reboots. You can follow us on Twitter at 15 film. Let us know what to watch. Thanks. Thanks.